G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. What's going on? It's Lex the Radical. I just dropped my new project. I wish I could tell you what's been going on. And you're not listening to a thousand jumpers. got an interview another man. one this another interview but this one is different you know we we got someone from the d man the midwest you feel me you, like you gotta take it down three one three so uh ladies and gentlemen we're gonna welcome lex the radical to the podcast thank you Facts, welcome right. to a thousand jumpers bro thank you appreciate y'all having me thank you thank you yeah no problem so first first oh, and pleasure. foremost how are you uh in the pandemic how is everything you and your family y'all good Everything was uh, going on with your mental and all of that. Yeah, well, you know, family's good. You know, everybody's staying safe, staying in the house. Um, you know, just trying to trying to stay creative, stay active. You know, while everything is limited, you know, I just been here with my with my dad and my girlfriend, and we just been we just really been chilling, just like just having a time with it. You know, of course, you have them days where it's like ah, like. I really want to go outside. I really want to get active. And you see other people being active too. So it's like, and, you know, I'm just, just trying to, just trying to stay safe and just trying to do the best I can to be, you know, like a good example, um, you know, throughout all this. So you currently in Detroit right now? All right. I actually stay out in Rochester now. Uh, but I'm, I'm just out here just, you know, staying safe. Down in the Rona, bro. Bro, it's just like Grand Theft Auto out here, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So I gotta, I gotta ask you this. I feel like everybody on Earth has had a. I feel like I could tell you what's going on moment, mm-hmm. but they can't do it. So explain yeah. one the title, and then explain it, the last time you had that moment where you're like, "Yo, I wish I could really tell you, but I can't." <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I would say, like, that, like, that title, like I said, like, like, it comes, it comes from, like you said, like, that feeling of just, like, damn, like, I got all these things going on, you know, just in life, like, because during the time where I was, like, putting the project together, like, I was in college, um, and then around the time when I was about to finish college, I was about to have kids and, you know, just dealing with that and the family stuff. And then, you know, having to work and then losing my job and then having to like go through the cycle of like trying to get work and all that stuff. I feel you, bro. Yeah. So, you know, and on top of that, 
you know, because I had I had finished my my senior year, um, but I was about to have kids. I actually didn't get to finish like my class, like my last two classes to get like my degree. So I had to like take some time, focus on like working, getting, making sure I had money, making sure I had something stable, and then had to go back and finish school and do all that stuff. So like I just finished school. Congrats, uh, man. This year, but all that to say, like these are the things that you know. When like when these are these are things that like I feel like anybody could be going through, and it's like you're just having casual conversation with somebody you might not even know that you might not even pick that up. So it's about it's about that feeling of them, you know. I feel like I'm going through all these all these things at once, and I really want to be able to express them to the people around me, especially. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just overwhelming and, you know, you can't really do much except deal with what's ever on, on your plate at that time. And then when, once you finally get a moment to really explain yourself, like that's when you take it. So that's pretty much like where that title came from and kind of like the feeling that I was trying to trying to uh, convey. I don't know. Did I answer your question? Yeah, you answered the question for, for sure. sure. Yeah. So... Is this so? My question is: yeah. This project sounds real personal. Yeah. And um, so I'm wondering, like, are you? Is that the lane that you're gonna that you're on, or is that um, you know, just the time that you you felt like you had something to say in that lane? Like, yo, I feel like I I got a story to tell. Um, I feel like I'm very much uh, as far as like me as an artist, and when I listen to music and I listen to other artists, I'm very much attracted to um. Uh, a tense level of uh, vulnerability. Like I like it when artists are able to be vulnerable in music and be able to tell stories or talk about certain situations that to everybody else, you know, it might feel like uncomfortable. It's like oh, like I would never be, you know, open about that. But for me, that makes me feel like as a listener, like. You know, like this person's really getting to like the real stuff, like the real, the real, real life stuff. You know, I feel like there's a lot of artists out here that's trying to sell you a lifestyle or sell you, you know, what what you think is like going to lead to like fulfillment or, or lead to, you know, happiness or whatever that is. Like they're trying to sell you these things that aren't real. And it's like I feel like the only way that you can be real is be willing to talk about things that might be uncomfortable or just might be things that might not be popular, but they're important. And like even even stuff like I talked about, you know, my parents and their and their relationship and you know understanding from you know i'm understanding co-parenting from two sides where it's like you know my parents they they split up late but and still i'm still their child and i'm still in between them in a way so i have to divide my my attention and my care and then even in my own situation being a co-parent and having to you know balance being an artist and you know and working and providing at the same time, making sure um, I'm being an active father and being an active parent. So it's like you don't you don't get a lot of those stories and a lot of those perspectives. I feel like in in music, it's talking about something so personal, but yet it's a part of a lot of people's everyday life. So, so would you say you're a fan of like a Joe Budden? You said I'm a Budden. You talking like? You yeah. talk about personal artists, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, Joe Budden, okay. like, yeah, that's the man. Shout out to the Move Music Series, man. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. yeah. They don't know. 
<laughs> so I guess my question to follow that up, um, being a fan of I guess really good storytellers, mm-hmm. they might tell their story in a longer project. Why ten songs? We appreciate it, I guess, for the time span. Yeah. But why like why do you think you were able to tell the story in ten songs? And then, yeah, of course, why did you choose the only 10? Well, it was kind of a, it was a, pers- it was a personal choice. And it was also something that I felt like me being a new artist, you know, I don't want to just give people like, ah, like here's 15 tracks. It's an hour long project. Uh, you know, you might not know me. You might not know what I'm about. You might have just heard of me. But like, here's an hour, hours long, you know, worth of music to listen to. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm very much cognizant of people's attention span. You know, I'm, I'm cognizant of how people consume music now. So I want to be able to give some people something to where they can get to know me. You know, it's 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 a thirty minute listen, a little bit under thirty minutes. So it's like take thirty minutes. I'm really just take asking take thirty minutes of your time, listen to what I gotta say. If you feel it, you feel it. You know, if you don't, you know, that's you know that's not that much time that you you know put in to listen to me. But you know, I just put it out there with the intention of just getting people to listen, and then from there, you know, they take what they want from it. Um, but also on the personal side, I chose. I chose to keep it at 10 because I always feel like there's there's still things that I need to talk about that I might not have fully um, gotten the understanding personally of what's going on. And so I don't want to put it on record. I don't want to put it out if I haven't, you know, done the internal work yet to really process, like, those feelings and, and really get to say what I really want to say. So... You know, and it's like I don't want I don't want to give it my bad I don't want to give everything away, you know, in one project. You know, I want to leave room for people to understand this is where the story starts, and then you know, as I keep putting out more music, putting out more projects, I'm giving them more and more of like the story. And the story changes, you know, life changes, things happen. Like I wrote this project, you know, before a whole pandemic, before a whole quarantine. So whatever, wherever I thought I was going, wherever things might have felt like they were going before that time, they're not. Things are different. Things, plans, people change, especially during times like this. So it's like, you know, wherever that story is, is where it is. And it starts as a point. And after that is like a continuation. Okay, so following that up. How did the pandemic affect the rollout of the project? So when I I finished, the project was finished as far as the music and everything, I want to say like February. So, and I had already been talking with my videographer about, you know, concepts for visuals, um, you know, um, for rollout, music videos, stuff like that. Um, And... Once we once we had a, we had a, a plan to shoot some promo stuff in March and then start shooting like all like the music videos and stuff in April, um, and then the pandemic started to like really like break out like around March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that pretty much it kind of once everybody was inside and they you know they said you know everybody's got to lock up you know this that and that you know it was kind of crazy because I was like well. I was even, I was trying to think about, you know, do I even want to drop this project in the first place? Do I just want to, you know, let this thing just like ride out? But, you know, I felt like, I felt like the content was, was, um, 
you know, it was it was it was, it was deep enough for it to not just be one of those things where like, oh, I'm just putting it out, and it's like it's not something that I feel like people can get something from. So, um, and I felt like it might be people that are dealing with these things right now, like while this is going on. Um, so I felt like the timing was was fine, the timing was right, and so basically what I had to end up doing was instead of working with my videographer, you know, my girlfriend and I pretty much were uh, shooting stuff at the crib because she's like she does film and she's a director, so like we were pretty much like shooting like, promo visuals and stuff like at the house, you know, just being creative with the space that we were given and the tools that we have and making the best use out of that so you know just came up with a strategy um for you know how things have changed and you know made a pivot and you know we're able to still accomplish you know a good rollout and you know we're able able to put out you know content that got people excited for the project so i would say my favorite projects i mean my favorite tracks on here are surreal and hometown can you tell me how you came up with those concepts and how long it took you? Like, what was that process like? Um, so surreal. That one, I want to say that idea. It, I probably came up with it just like in a in a day, and it was pretty much like I'm very much like when I when I when I put music together, I'm very much just all dependent on the beat and like how the beat makes me feel, and. I just know, like when I was putting everything together, you know, it made it kind of it kind of reminded me of like that feeling of like when you're going into like your deepest like darkest thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, that moment when you're like sitting by yourself maybe, and like you know you might hear just like a voice just say something really like crazy, and you're like okay, like I don't feel like that, but like it's just doing some weird stuff. It's like when you're going to those deep dark. dark parts of your brain that you don't like to go but you end up going there so that's what the beat made me feel like and that's what it reminded me of so I just went and I pretty much just talked about like my like my fears like my my deepest fear and you know I talked about you know things that I was struggling with like just like internally to where like I feel like maybe in regular conversation I can't I can't say that stuff, but I know like in music and me being able to express it, I can get, you know, I can get all those 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 thoughts out in that way. Um, and that's just pretty much how that came together. Like that one is just like a pure just like outpour of just like deep dark feelings and, you know, stuff that you really don't want to say out loud, but you kind of have to just to let it go. Um, and then the hometown track, that one definitely has a lot um, more positive story, I would say. Um, that one was just as simple as, you know, when I made the beat, I was surrounded by, like, a lot of my homies and my friends. So, you know, it just made me feel like, you know, I'm with the squad, you know, I'm, you know, I'm in the city, I'm with my friends. You know, this is what we do. We cook up, we make beats, we, you know, make music. And you know we, we roll out around the town, so I pretty much made made that made that track, and then I want to say in like two days I made it. I started the beat at my friend's crib, then I came back to my uh, studio crib, finished it up, and I really wanted to make something that not only embraced like where I was from, where I'm from, because I'm originally from the West Side, 
So I not only wanted to shout out where I was from, but, you know, during my time in high school and early college, you know, my um, I've been very involved in um, with the East Side Community Network and uh, Detroit East Side um, Collaborative. And basically, like, we've been doing, like, a lot of – they've been doing a lot of work on the East Side as far as, you know, uh, working at the Chandler Park Water Park, stuff like that. And so I wanted to I wanted to pay homage to a lot of the the relationships that I built have built with you know people on the, on the east side as well. So you know there's a part on the east side, west side. It's like you know I know like there's jokes people uh, on the east side say about the west side. There's jokes that people on the west side say about the east side. And you know it's all competitive. It's all competitive fun. I feel like at the end of the day, but when it comes down to it, you know we all one city, all one team, all one squad. So. I just wanted to have a track that expressed like the love and the passion and the pride that I have for my entire city. And I feel like, you know, anybody from Detroit, like y'all, like we, like we carry that pride with us wherever we go. You know, people ask us where we from, like, oh, you know, I'm from Detroit. You know, and you know, that's just what it is. Right. Now you said you made the beat, so this probably definitely does seem to have a signature sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A cohesive sound to it. So, mm-hmm. did you make all the beats? Yeah, I produced all the tracks. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's something you just got into, or you've been doing for a while? Um, I've been making beats. I want to say since 2015. So like going on a little bit under five years. Um, okay. But like I know, like I dabbled a little bit before that in high school but it wasn't it wasn't anything you're like you know actually laying down like um you know keys or like chopping up samples and stuff like that so like i didn't really get into it until 2015 um and yeah like i didn't even i wasn't planning on producing the whole thing myself but that's just kind of how i guess that's kind of how things went felt like I needed to. I needed to get whatever sound, whatever the sound, whatever my sound was. I feel like I had to kind of craft it and use this as a template for other people to be like, you know, this is what I'm bringing to the table. This is like the vibe and everything. So, you know, if we do work, you know, I know what you do. You know what you know what I do. So, we can do you know whatever from there. Do you have any uh, influences when it comes to production? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would definitely say, like, big biggest influence would definitely be Ye. Um, Ye's definitely big influence. After him, I would probably say um, probably Pharrell. And then I would say after Pharrell, you see, I'm trying to give you big three. I would say probably Pharrell and Timbaland probably be the third one as far as, like, the three producers. I feel like that influenced me the most. It's a strong three. Yeah, yeah. So in a beat battle, do you have Ye winning or do you have Pharrell or Timberland winning? <laughs> Man. Ah, uh, okay, so is this this is a okay, so if we're doing Ye versus Pharrell, ah uh, Just yeah. off beats. No no necessarily like yeah. Off the beats. See, I feel like I feel like Pharrell really got the drums. Ye got the samples for real. Oh man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give. Oof. <laughs> it gotta be like a situation where they each get a dub, but I'm trying to figure out who gets a dub. 
Like, I would say maybe Ye gets the dub over Timbaland. And then Timbaland, Pharrell will get the dub over... Oh, see, if I give it to... I'm going to just give it to Pharrell over Ye just because, like I said, I feel like Pharrell, Pharrell had the drums. Ye had to get his drums together for a minute, but Pharrell, Pharrell had the drums. Like, them grinding drums, like, Pharrell had the drums. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'll give Timbaland a dub over... Who was that? What, Pharrell? I just give Timbaland just because he produced for Missy and he produced for Aaliyah. Like, he produced for, like, some, like, goats. Like, some goats, goats. Pharrell did, too, but Timbaland produced for some goats, goats, goats. No, I mean, there's, there's no really wrong answer in that. They're all three <laughs> certified. they all legends. Yeah, yeah that's a hard. personal preference. Like, for me, I I love soul, so, like, I'm probably always pick Ye, but, like, Pharrell's yeah. probably the most versatile. Pharrell got clips and Nori, bro. Yeah. Yeah, like, he got joints from all different (laughs) rappers. I got, like, Mystical. I got Hove. I got the clips. Like, yeah, it's it's levels. So, no, that's... There's no no wrong answer. I'm not going to judge you. You can't get judged if you pick any of those stuff. So, in, in the production, like... Countdown was also one of mine, like, and you didn't rap on Countdown. Why did you let that beat breathe? I'm a I'm a huge fan of projects and albums that just have like a moment of instrumental. Just like I don't I don't and I don't know where I got that. Actually, no, I do. Um, it's uh because of the internet. One of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, yeah, um, and. It's not like there's not like any one track that's just like strictly instrumental, but it's a lot of moments where like the track just breathes on its own. Mm-hmm. And it, um, my favorite track, Earn, and it's like we're there. <laughs> we're there. Earn is one of my favorites. Short, like simple songs. I know it's vocals on there, but it's almost just like it's just it's just like its own kind of like living thing where it's not too complex. It's just more so to create this feeling of like you know release. So. I wanted to just put something in there, just instrumental-wise, just to, you know, give people a chance to breathe, um, you know, just a chance to really, like, take in, um, you know, the material thus far. And, you know, also, too, sometimes, you know, when you're in the session, you know, you with the homies, you know, you're passing around, you might just want something like a little... A little chill, a little laid back, nothing too, you know, nothing too crazy, you know. So, um, just using that to, you know, give people a little bit of a break during the project. But it also kind of it symbolizes that feeling of wanting to get away from all your problems, um, because in the first, the first. Uh, well not the first song but the song before that Lights is basically kind of like the climax I, I would say um, and it's basically you know all of all of these things that's going on kind of coming to a head and then the gunshot is basically a metaphor for everything just boom exploding um, and then after that Countdown is kind of like the release is kind of like after after everything's blown up, you know, once this dust, the smoke settles, it's kind of like everything is kind of like at peace for a moment. Uh, 
that's kind of the vibe I get because like you know my two favorite ones are Under the Influence and Lights yeah like so you get that you get that cool smooth like chill vibey with Under the Influence and then like I hear you dropping that knowledge on Lights man yeah yeah I hear hear you hear you saying something something you know yeah, and that's, and that's and that's the thing too. It that song in particular talks about how you know when we have black leaders that want to speak up and want to say stuff, you know they take them from us. And so again too, in the end, that gunshot is another metaphor for you know being you know powerful, you know young black, you know you know activists or people that you know we're being vocal and we're and we're trying to make change. You know they always want to try to shoot us down in a way. So that's a fact. So one thing I gotta ask, and you touched on it earlier, um, you are a father. So how has being a dad affected you musically? It's that's that's um, that's a great question, and I don't think anybody's ever asked me that question for real. Um, But I'll say the one thing about being a parent versus when I was let's say when I was making music. Um, you know, before being a dad, before I was, you know, you don't, you, when you're, when you're, sometimes when you're making, you think, you turn, you tune to, uh, tend to think, you know, more so about yourself, you know, more so about the ego, um, it's more show, it's more so about, you know, showing people how good you are, showing people, you know, how talented you are. And you, I mean, and like, I still want to be able to do that. But it's kind of the way that you go about it. So, you know, once I had, you know, my daughters, it was kind of like, okay, a lot of the stuff that I thought was important or a lot of the stuff that I put a lot of time and energy to is really not that important. Because, you know, part of being a parent is like you really got to you got to be good as far as managing your time. And you got to really focus on the stuff that is important, like what's important to me is, you know, feeding my daughters and making sure they're good, making sure they're safe and making sure they're happy. So when I when I go and I make music, I'm more so versus, you know, trying to just show people, oh, you know, I'm I'm a dope rapper, I'm a dope producer, I'm this and that. It's like, you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna tell you things that I'm experiencing so you too might be able to either relate to what I'm saying or, you know, you might not be at that point in your life yet, but you'll listen to this and then when it happens you'll come back and be like, damn, like this is really what like it's kinda like for real. Um, so if anything, it just really made me think about the longevity of my music a lot more um, than, you know, just trying to make music that I feel like, you know, is hot and it bangs and it's this and it's that. It's like I want to make something that, you know, when they listen back, you know, when they get older, you know, they're going to be like, dang, like I'm lucky. You know, I got a friend that's dealing with this, or I'm dealing with this, you know, and, you know, you were my age when you made this. It's like, yeah, like, you know, I was I was your age at one point, you know, so. Now that's, that's dope. Um, what do you, do you think you would know what their favorite song would be, or that's, that's too early to tell for you? Do I think I would know? As of right now, like, do you know what they would their favorite song of yours would be yet or do they have one they just like music they just 
they just like music. They just like to hear music and they like to dance and they like to to jump around. So I think I think that I think they would like any song right now. They would just like to hear music. Nah, that's awesome. How old are they, man? They're uh they're two, they'll be three this year though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Man, you got twins, man. Yep, yep. Ooh. Lesson for sure. Man, how were you? How, how was that when you found out? Uh, it's crazy because like I have like this weird. It was kind of like a weird like omen thing that happened like before they were before like I found out that like they were going to be twins. I would. I remember I went to go um uh, get a sandwich from Subway and I paid with cash and then the lady gave me back a cha- change. The change was like four dollars. She gave me back two two dollar bills. And I'm like, okay, this is like a really sick joke that's going on right now because it's like super rare and there's no way that I would ever get this. So that was kind of like my heads up, like, okay, it's about to, it's about to be something unexpected. That's wild. Bro. Yeah, that's that's who we go. Two two dollar bills. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I definitely, I definitely knew something was up too. Yeah, you gotta know something is up at that point. It's a sting operation, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we we got a couple fun questions, man. Um, first and foremost, you on an island. Mm. You got three albums slash mixtapes because we in the mixtape era. Right. One year, what you bring in? One year. If I'm on an island, you on an island. Pick any. And I got. So are you saying what am I? Bring? Oh shoot. Okay. And I'm like, what am I bringing to the island? Yeah. Like what albums? What albums or, or mixtapes? You got three albums. You got so three to choose. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna start with the mixtapes. I'm gonna start with the mixtapes. I'm gonna bring first mixtape. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring Friday Night Lights. Uh, J Cole. Oh, okay. Then, cause I gotta have something turnt. Like I gotta have something turnt, cause like if I'm gonna be on an island, I gotta work out. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that that Future Monster okay. mixtape. And then I need some. I need something chill. Like I need like a chill like mixtape for when I'm just like trying to like sit, kick back. Oh, you know what? I'm getting Christian OJ as. As the third mixtape, just to kind of level it up. All right, so those mixtapes. Now we're gonna do albums. All right, so with the albums, I'm gonna go ahead. I gotta get a Yay album. I'm gonna go ahead with Graduation. Just because that's that's the Yay that I really want to remember. That's the Yay that if I'm gonna and I can only listen to one Yay, I want to remember that Yay. Cause he was spitting some facts in the production mm. uh, and then the second album I gotta I, I gotta I gotta I have to I have to bring a Jersey album this might not be popular but I'll always say this is probably one of his best albums if you're reading this I'm bringing oh man <laughs> 
and I'm gonna I need I need uh I need to I need something again something chill. But I've already got all these all these dudes mixtapes and albums. I need a a, a a a lady. I need a female artist to be able to listen to. You know, by the ocean, by the water. Great album, great voice, great production. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Ooh, all right. I'm gonna go with seat at the table. Seat at the table, Solange. Hey, because hey, you know it. <laughs> because that that out like that album did like it's it's crazy because like I'm pretty sure like a lot of a lot of dudes probably won't say this if they really listen to it, but it really like changed my life just as far as like understanding the story behind it. She took four years to put that album together and like sonically it's like one of the most amazing pieces of like music I've heard. So off the strength of that, I have to I have to bring it with me, and those those would be my three and three. Listen, man, cranes in the sky, bro. Like hearing that was just like, where am I? Like, what is that? Man, that, that, that. Yeah, man. no, no, you, you. This is not an album I don't like. Graduation is my favorite Kanye Ooh. album, so we. we I'm over college dropout, but you know. Now graduation <laughs> was it for me? I was like, yo, this like that's yeah. So now we're there. And then a, another fun one. All right, we asked you what you want on the island. Dream studio. It's a two-part question. Okay. Right, part one. Your dream studio session. Dead or oh, alive. Dead or you alive. You got five people. that can Five be people? Including you. So six total. Inclu- so six total. Okay, five people dead or alive. Okay. That I can have in the studio with in me. In the studio with you. All right, let's see here. So... All right, before I start inviting people to the studio, I'm going to figure out what type of song it's going to be. This going to be like, I'm going to make us like a summer anthem, like, banger. Okay. okay. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to, we're going to, do we have a budget? Is there a budget? No, no, no. There's no, no budget. This is okay. just five yeah. people. Here we go. So I got to read it, bro. Gotta get, I gotta get Young Thug. I have to get Young Thug. Have okay. to get Young Thug because I know, I know he's gonna go crazy. Whatever, whatever the flow is, whatever we're doing, I gotta get Young Thug. Um, and then I'm gonna go ahead. This might be cheesing the game a little bit, but you know that if if this person is on the track, it's gonna it's gonna go up regardless. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna get the Beyonce feature. With the with the with the young thug is all right. <laughs> so now now we got now we got to have some producers in the room. We got to have at least one or two producers. Right. So I'm, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna call up Pharrell to come in here and give give us give us give us some 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 crazy drum patterns. And then ooh, I'm gonna go ahead ooh. All right, I'm gonna come back to the last producer. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring another producer in. So we got Young Thug, Beyonce, and we got Pharrell, myself. I want I want another rapper. I'm not gonna cheese the game and say Drake or Kendrick because that would just be unfair. Um, it's your session, man. The power is yours, bro. <laughs> it, it, it is. I'm I'm trying to let's see here. I'm gonna go ahead. And I'm going to say, I'm going to pick somebody that's dead. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, Young Thug, Low Key. We're going to put Pop Smoke on there. Okay. So <laughs> Pop Smoke. Shout out to the Woo, bro. Shout out to the Woo. We got Thugger and you got B. All right. With Pharrell yeah, on the yeah. beat. 
Pop Smoke. Okay, so that's what's that's four people. And then yeah. the last person, I'm gonna say last person. I gotta put I gotta put like a uh, a lady. I'm gonna put low key. I gotta have some bars from the female. I'm gonna put Rhapsody on there, and she's gonna carry us out. She's gonna give us like the what's going on in the world type of feel. Beyonce's gonna make it all, all sound good. Young Thug is gonna turn it up for us. Rhapsody is gonna give us the facts, and Pop Smoke is just gonna he's gonna get the streets lit. And then Pharrell's just gonna make it all. He's gonna make it all packaged up. And we can we can take this to 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 HBO. We can take this to Disney. It don't matter. It's gonna be taken way. You gotta get a feat. Are you are you pro- helping Pharrell produce it or? Yeah. Are you? I'm, okay, I'm you. helping Pharrell produce and I'm and I'm and I'm on there. Okay, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely Aww. gonna be a smash. I mean, Beyonce, Thugger, and then Pop Smoke, like. I can imagine like Pop Smoke and Thugger trading off versus Beyonce doing the hook in like a bridge and then rap yes. giving like free Ooh. game. And free game rap there. I think you and rap giving free game. That'd be hard. It'd be like, yo, we learning and we turning up, bro. Like this is crazy. <laughs> exactly, bro. Some new vibes, man. Some new vibes. So also off off air before you got on Rob. Uh, we were talking sports. He he noticed my Dell Green uh poster, and he he said that uh he a Lions fan. So <laughs> so like, what do you expect for this season? Yeah, I know. You admitted Rob. that. <laughs> Why would you L- say that? Listen, I have been I've been on like I got I got tweets and I got posters. Me, you know, rooting the Lions on, so I can't come on here and. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta stand true and stand firm, you know, in my lion, you know, lion pride. It hurts sometimes, but, you know, you just gotta stay optimistic these days, I guess. I only know one more Lions fan, and he's from Detroit, too, man. Y'all don't play about them. <laughs> nah, man. So, so we gotta ask you, just for all jokes, is, you know, how does it feel to let two, like, once in a lifetime players, like, walk away, bro? Well, I gotta this. ask the Detroit fan that. I'll say this: as far as Barry, I can't tell you because I was I was little, mm-hmm. like fair. playing, so it was like whatever. But the way that we did, the way that we did, Calvin, it just it just wasn't right. And, like, I know, like there's been stories just about like how he was like really injured and hurt, and like we just didn't do a good job of like taking care of him like that. So. It's, I mean, it, it comes, like, you can, you can blame the coaches all you want. Like, I feel like the, probably out of the coaches that we've had, we had a lot of coaches. I really like Caldwell because yeah. we, and like, our defense was on point. It's just always been the offense. And the thing is, it's like when we had, I know, like, when we had Barry, like, we had Barry, he was a running back, but it was like, who's throwing and who's catching? Then we get Calvin, it's like, well, we got Calvin, we got Stafford, but who's about to run? It's just, it just never seems like we have all the pieces that we need on offense to really do anything. Like, it's only been a few times where the defense has been the problem. Like, even when the offense goes crazy, it's like, 
we don't we, we we need those we need plays to be made in the clutch situations. We need plays to be made, you know, third down, you know, two minute drill, you know, two two minutes under a minute left in the game type plays and it's like I know we lost a lot of close ones like the past season, so it's like like we almost beat the Chiefs and they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, so <laughs> Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown. <laughs> like, yeah, like and it's like we and he threw fifty touchdowns. Oh, that Stafford like, throw was like exactly and like and he like and it's like but the thing is it's about to I'm afraid it's going to end up happening with Stafford next because it's like he's getting older, you know he's been there he's been playing his butt off but it's like. We just can't never really put the pieces fully together. So, I mean, listen, I think that I think that if we don't get like better management as far as how we drafting players, like we just gonna keep continuing the cycle because we keep drafting the same like every three years. Shit, man, I'm a Washington football fan, bro. We don't even have a team name. <laughs> so y'all doing better than us right now. <laughs> See their division hard because it's like you got the Packers and they mm-hmm. improved defensively for once. You got the yeah. Vikings and they solid, and then you got the Bears who so their defense is elite, but they have no quarterback. If they get a quarterback, it's, it's free smoke. Man. Yeah, yeah. They get a quarterback, it's over. So nah. So. Other than the Lions, are you are, are you all Detroit like Pistons or like what's your college team? Are you Michigan, Michigan State? I'm I'm go blue. Okay. For, for college, as far as as far as basketball, I'm actually I'm actually a Bulls fan, but that hasn't really done much for me. <laughs> but no, imagine I'm, being from Detroit and being a Bulls fan. Listen, I'm a I'm a Bulls fan because when I was like I think I was like two, my grandfather had got me a Michael Jordan like jersey, and that was like the first jersey that I got. So and I, that was like around the time Space Jam came out. So I was like Michael Bulls, <laughs> but yeah. The Bulls, yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, after Jordan, they've been nothing. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they, all the Bulls fans I know worship bro. Derrick Rose, so I, I know you, you in no. there. The and the thing and the thing that got me too was I was a huge Derrick Rose fan. Like I remember the year he got drafted, I went out and bought a jersey, and I remember when he got his first injury. I, I think they were playing Miami. They're playing somebody, and I was watching the game and the Bulls were up, and I was like, "All right, like they about to win, whatever." I'm about to go to sleep, wake up the next day, turn on Sports Center. They're like, "Oh, Derrick Rose blew his knee out. He out for the entire uh, rest of the season." And I'm like, "Bro, bro, that's that." It just felt like all of it was never the same. Bro, y'all losing Rose is like when we lost RG three, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, I saw RG3, my feature. This RG three was was supposed to be the one. He was supposed Bruh. to be the one. Bruh. RG three was so good that in the big and that's during at the end of that season, no one was talking about that trade. We weren't like, oh man, we gave up all those picks. We were like, oh, we, we're good. Right. <laughs> then that knee happened, bro. Oh fuck. I had never been so blown just watching. We, again, losing the teams. If I lose, if my team loses to a team that's that they're they're better than us, I don't feel away. I'm like, you know what? They're the better team. That loss to Seattle, knowing we were better than them, that hurt. That hurt. 
But yeah, no, nah, I'm glad that you at least you stay loyal for for the Lions because you know if you a Lions fan, that's that's as real as it get. That's, that's real loyalty. Fan, that's like bro. being a Knicks fan, bro. No, nah, that's loyalty, yeah, man. You got nothing but respect. And you a Bulls fan, and the Bulls gonna be better. You got Kobe White, you got Zach Levine, like you got you got some dudes. Kobe. So oh, there, there's there's bro. promise. <laughs> but um, hey, before, before we get up out of here, man, what is what does home mean to you? What does Detroit mean? Like, you touched on it a little bit, and you mentioned mm-hmm. how, like, everybody reps Detroit, but, like, what does that mean to you and your music? For me, it's like, like, Detroit, Detroit is a place where I really, I really was able to learn and to really, I guess, like, develop myself as, like, a person. Like, that's where my family is. That's where my friends are. Like, that's where I've had, you know, like important like life experiences, um, you know, and that's where I spent not only like my time as an artist, but like even even down to the stuff like like going to school, you know, going to parties, like everything everything that I know, every every memory that I could really like go back and think of that really impacted me, like. It's been while I was while I was in my city at home, you know, doing the things that I love with the people that I love. So for me, like it is that like I always see it as like this this space to where like it really kind of like it it just it shaped me to be who I am now. Like and I always like be grateful for that. Um, and I just love the fact that you know, like like I said earlier, when when you're somewhere else and you come across somebody else that's from Detroit, it's kind of like you carry like that pride with you wherever you go. Um, and at the same time, you know, what that means is, you know, like we, like we know how to hustle at the end of the day. Like if we put our mind to something, like we know how to get it done and we know how to, you know, like make it shake. And that's just, that's just something that I feel like, you know, when you're when you're from the city, like when you're from Detroit, this is something that like you just pick up and it doesn't really leave you. That's real. Right. Detroit tough, man. Yeah. So my last question to you, um your name Lex the Radical. Explain to our our listeners what that means. So basically I got my name I was in um I was in a theology class in high school um my teacher was talking about radical leaders in society and she was talking about you know like Malcolm and Martin um and she was saying just how you know the reason why people you know they were they were considered radicals at that time because they were saying a lot of stuff that people didn't necessarily want to address or they were coming out with certain truths that people didn't necessarily want to um you know admit to or didn't really want to face um and they were really going against like the grain of like what America wanted to be like at that time um and so I felt like for me and what I wanted to do with music, like I wanted to be a radical, not just like as an artist, but you know, in every aspect of like creativity and like entertainment, you know, if there's if there's a new 
way to do something, or there's a different way to do something. Like I want to, I want to go against the grain, um, and at the same time, like I want to speak my truth as an artist, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's not something that's popular. You know, I want to, I want to go against that grain as well, um, because I don't, I see artists doing it. And I, you know, the artists that do get praised for it is very few and far between. Mm-hmm. I understand the value in being able to like speak your truth to people and speak to what's really going on because you know those are though like that. That's I feel like that's where the real satisfaction in this comes from is being able to you know put something out there for people to be like yo you know like this story like really you know it did something for me you know this song you know it really it, it really was something that i needed to hear like i didn't know that like i needed to hear this today um so that's where it really comes from and it's like i feel like you know that's what like i feel like anybody can do that anybody can choose to do that if they want to um, and that just so happened to be my choice at the time, and that's where the name came from. That's all I got, man. Rob, you got anything else before we get up out of here? You know, I always, I always say, but live your truth, man. So nah, that's you, dope. Uh, speak it, speak your truth, man. I got, I got, a, I got a question for y'all. Okay. What's up? All right. So, have y'all been watching any of the bubble games? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. okay. So how are how are y'all feeling right now? Because I know I know before the bubble, people was talking Lakers, people was talking Clippers, but I see the Blazers. They starting to heat up a little bit. I know it's early. It's, did we in the first round? Do we got Do we got any 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 prediction? Oh, man, I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan, bro. <laughs> this is about to be a sweep, bro. <laughs> and I fuck with Melo. Melo's my guy. I fuck with Melo since like 2002. But it's gonna be a sweep. <laughs> LeBron's never lost the first round series. Come on. I, I'll, I'll say this. Um, if, if the Blazers do the unthinkable, I'm buying a Damian Lillard jersey immediately. Like that's automatically getting cop. Uh, I do think that the Lakers are gonna win. Mm. Maybe in five. The way Dane's playing, maybe five. But it's not going to be a long series. Mm. For me, I had the Clippers winning it all. I had it before the, the pandemic, and now I think they're the best team. They got I, saved by the refs last night. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, when they hear this, it's going to be a week later. But, yeah, poor, poor Zynga shouldn't have got ejected. That was that was pretty yeah. weak. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I think the Clippers mm. are the best team. Uh, my finals would be Clippers, and I don't know if the Bucks get there. I'm gonna say Clippers. The Bucks just lost. Yeah, I'm gonna say Clippers Heat, bro. I'm gonna be different. Clippers I'm gonna say Heat. The Heat. I like the Heat. <laughs> and I think the Clippers win. They win in six. Nothing. Nah, I think we getting the old. We getting the old show. We getting Lakers Celtics. Lakers and. I think the Lakers sweep them. <laughs> the Lakers sweep them. Sweep the Celtics. I think they come in sweeping and they leave sweeping. The, the Celtics. The Celtics did look pretty good in their in their first game. I know Hayward went down, 
But I was still looking at the line. I'm like, okay, they got Jalen Brown. They got mm-hmm. Aiden. I'm like, they got... They still got Kemba. Kemba. Kemba, I'm like, okay, they do... They, like, they're kind of slept on, so... Yeah. I can see them making us... I can see them making some noise in the East, but... I mean, Giannis is Giannis, but that's the thing. The Bucks, I feel like the Bucks have always just been Giannis, even when they do get like a little, mm-hmm. you know, somebody to, somebody to kind of you know run the two with him. It's like them them not re-signing Malcolm Brogdon hurt because that's another score gone. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, Chris Middleton's cool, but mm-hmm. like Chris Middleton isn't a reliable second best player on a team, and that's in my yeah. opinion. Um, I think they're. As good as they are on a regular season, they're they're pretenders, or they they get caught slipping. They can and they have been getting caught slipping in the playoffs. Last year they got freaking punked by the Raptors, and them losing game one, they lost by what like ten. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely see, but I I think they can. If there's a team that went up dogs, but I think the the Heat have like they're they just all dogs, all serious, all the business. Heat. I just don't think they got enough scoring. Like, yeah, um, it's hard. Like, yeah. I mean, they might because Hayward went down. Yeah, it should That's be interesting though. I I was definitely like super skeptical of the bubble. But how everything is played out, it's it's been dope, man. You gotta give gotta tip your hat off to Adam Silver for being a great commissioner, organizing that. Um, No players had COVID since they've been in the bubble. Like it's been really, it's been really like well taken care of. And then no no crowd in the playoffs. It's just yeah. hoop. Like, there's no, like, added pressure where, like, a fan saying, yo, you choke, you suck. It's none of that. It's just like, all right, I can just play you. You get the really see like, one, I'm better than you. Going off. I like, I, I miss the crowds, man. No, it's I definitely about miss the crowd, but crumble under 20,000 people. <laughs> if a player folds with no, with no fans, that's then that's like, just them. Like, they're mentally weak at that point. <laughs> but, like... Nah, you mentally weak when twenty thousand is booing you, <laughs> and like, you can't get a bucket. That's a, that's I feel like I feel like we just seeing who the best is, like as far as like skill set wise, you know. Yeah. But like yeah. that pressure on twenty thousand playoffs. Yeah. Because that that's the thing about the playoffs, like the playoffs is still basketball. It's just the men, it's the mental part of the game comes more into play. No, I, I definitely agree. All the losses matter, man. That's one less thing to worry about. Yeah. Like, because, you know, fans in the playoffs, they heckling. They're like, they have signs. There's no one. You got virtual fans. I can ignore them. They look fake to me. <laughs> <laughs> but who you got in the in the finals, Lex? Uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Boston for the East. And then I'm gonna say Boston Clippers. Actually, I'm gonna say Boston versus Clippers um, in the this finals. I listen. The clip. The clip listen. The Clippers. The, the Clippers. They still the Clippers. Cole. I, I don't. When was the last I time like, a healthy LeBron hasn't been to the finals? The last time it's been a decade, and wait. it's about to be that. <laughs> <laughs> Because also, for the Lakers to win a championship, Anthony Davis has to be the best player. And LeBron's not anymore. realizing that. This is the thing. I, I, my oh, thing is, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm saying the Clippers because I'm really trying to save Bron. Because the thing is, 
even though, even though, even though, like, this is the NBA playoffs, this is a championship, I feel like if Brown win it, people are going to talk mess about this championship. Like, oh, <laughs> like, this was the bubble championship for Brown. Like, Kobe and Jordan never had to play in a bubble. Like, <laughs> and, like and the thing is, LeBron has played well enough to not even have to deal with that type of disrespect. But I feel like because it's the bubble and because it's Brown, it's going to happen. And I just, I would rather see Brown win in front of in, t- in front of twenty thousand. <laughs> I mean, it's I, the I, same thing they did with the seventy three win team, bro. When they was down three one, all every ESPN Fox News was like, "If he comes back, he's the best player of all time." Then he did it, and they were like, "All right." Uh, my thing, I, I told Rob so. before this season, I was or, like, "This is, to, in my opinion, Bron's last chance to win." Mm-hmm. To win a championship. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be trash, but Foolish. to win a championship. Foolish. So if they win, if the LeBron's Lakers gonna win a championship, he's gonna win to this one and he's winning it. the next. He, he'll he'll leave with four, and he'll have his swan song. And uh, he's gonna win. He's gonna have at least five, and then like, what you gonna say about that? All right, like, sit down and say he's the best. <laughs> This, this is what I go through on a daily, Lex. So now you can get a, a, a sample size. But um, I definitely appreciate uh, you spending some time with the podcast. Before we get up out of here, man, who do you want to shout out? Like, where can they find you? All that good stuff. And you get to pick the closeout song. So whatever whatever song off the tape that you want, that's what we'll end out on the podcast. So floor is yours. Um, I want to give a quick shout out uh, to my girlfriend being great management, setting this whole thing up. Um, I want to shout out, you know, my folks and mm-hmm. I want to shout, shout out all my homies, uh, Cap Wolf homies back in the city. Um, I want to go ahead and shout out my socials. So I'm Lester Radical on all social platforms. Um, and got a live stream show coming up for Arts, Beats, and Eats August 30th. Um, so you can go ahead and actually just go on my Instagram. There's a link right there uh, where you can set a reminder for the live stream. But got some good stuff coming. Um, yeah, man. Uh, let's see. What song we going to go out to? Let's go out. Let's go out with Hometown. Let's go out with Hometown. Okay. All right. Um, well, for everyone who's listening, we appreciate you. Um, thank you for tuning in. Shout out Rob, shout out Lex the Radical, shout out Brittany for sending this uh, interview up. We appreciate her. Um, a lot more to come. Uh, Lex, we appreciate you for stopping on. And until the next time, guys, peace. 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 I'm about to go to Benny Hanna and eat good. We in the mat. Come on. Don't don't you see that right there? That's money. Let's go. We out of here. We out of here. We going to Benny Hanna. I'm hungry. We got money. We in the mag.